Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. An awakening, that is a term used to describe a great move of God. It's used to describe a prolonged transformation in society. America has seen several awakenings. Two have been called great awakenings. I believe we need one more great awakening. It was John Winthrop who led the Massachusetts Bay Colony in New England. Before landing in the New World, Winthrop described their mission to build a city upon a hill. Through American history, leaders of different parties have borrowed that same metaphor that America has been that shining city on a hill. The nation that put a man on the moon needs a church that can soar into the heavens. Our nation and our world, they need another great awakening. We can remember our way into what could be a rebirth of that shining city. All this week, I have been looking at what I see on the horizon. Thank you for joining in this daily devotion. Here's what I see. I see a final great awakening. Greg Laurie said a few years back, we know from history that every nation's days are numbered, that every nation has a moment when it is born in a moment when it effectively dies, or at least is diminished dramatically. That is true for the United States of America. We know that judgment is coming. It's only a matter of time. But my prayer is that God would send at least one more spiritual awakening to America before the judgment comes, to which I say, amen. One more spiritual awakening. We serve the God of unlimited resources and supply. He's not limited in what he can do and how he can act. Our God can again grant to America one more great awakening. In fact, I believe it has already begun, but will be amplified through prayer and obedience in the days ahead. Yes, it's here. The final awakening is here. You see, this final awakening is not held in a secret vault in heaven, accessed by the right code or password. Rather, the awakening is before us, around us. It's in us. It must be called alive into our midst through the prayer of faith. This final awakening is not revealed in just more human effort. Because more of the same old thing does not produce a new thing. We must allow God to do a new thing within us. This final awakening is not confined to business as usual. Old wineskins have never been sufficient for the new wine. Brittle and moth-eaten mindsets must be replaced with a new wineskin. New wineskin for new wine. This final awakening is not momentary, but lasting. Maybe yesterday we were stirred, but unchanged, thrilled, 
but unmoved. Today, we purpose to live through the Spirit and not die through the flesh. This final awakening is not restricted to just the front row folks and those thought a little overly enthusiastic. No, this final awakening must reach to the back row, to the riser and balcony folks, and shake anyone thought disinterested or immovable. The entire body of Christ must walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. This final awakening is not confined solely to the gifted and to the talented. It focuses more on availability than ability, more on heart than brains. It claims whosoever will, those who make themselves available to God, can take part in this final awakening. This is not surrounded by competing agendas and cluttered calendars, It's not confined to the time slots you and I allocate. For an awakening comes when it comes. You just must be ready to welcome it. And don't miss the day of your visitation. This final awakening is here, or at least it can be, if we accept it, if we welcome it if we loose what has already been loosed in heaven, if we receive what has already been sent, if we claim what has already been given. We're not sitting at the railway station awaiting America's final awakening to arrive. No, a thousand times no. America's final awakening has arrived, and it's waiting for us to recognize it, waiting on us to speak it out and lay claim to it waiting on us to say yes through personal and united prayer, waiting on us to stop saying, send it down, and start saying, it's already here. God wants us to stop praying. Yes, you heard me correctly. God wants us to stop praying. Here the man who wrote the book on prayer is saying, stop praying. Stop praying, Lord, if it is your will to touch our world. It is his will. Stop praying. Someday it will come. It is here. It is here. Stop praying. Lord, we are waiting on you. I firmly believe that God is waiting on us. He's waiting on you and me to open our ears. He is knocking. He waits on us to open our eyes to see that he is moving. He waits on us to open our hands to see that he is giving. As Zechariah instructed in chapter 10, verse 1, Ask the Lord for rain in the time of the latter rain. And that's where we are, isn't it? It's the season, it's the time, it's the moment for God to do this. But we must ask. We must ask in faith. We must put asking above all other. We must elevate prayers to the top of the priority list. Prayer. Prayer is political action, Eugene Peterson said. Prayer is social energy. Prayer is public good. Far more of our nation's life is shaped by prayer than is formed by legislation. That we have not collapsed into anarchy is due more to prayer than to the police. That's what Eugene Peterson said in Earth and Altar. Prayer is that power that awakens the people of God. And an awakened child of God can wake up their world. Oh, I love that. It was a number of years ago when Dr. 
MLK Jr. wrote his letter from a Birmingham jail. He had been sent to jail for protesting segregation, and while there, eight pastors had written a letter to the editor complaining about King. Isn't that always the way it is? When you're going through trials, yet more trials compound, King took the occasion to respond in a letter of his own that memorialized much of his beliefs, his practices, but he also described the unhearing, unseeing Protestant majority who had done little to nothing in resolving the injustices. His letter served a purpose It galvanized those fighting for civil rights. It informed an uninformed public. And not long afterward, President Kennedy announced his plans to pass sweeping civil rights reform. It's the power of letter. The Apostle John, at the Lord's bidding, wrote seven letters to seven churches of Asia. He described, some believe, the church down through the ages, beginning with Ephesus, first love, ending with Laodicea, lukewarm. Each was written to the angel or the leader of the local church. Each recognized areas of health. Each recognized areas of sickness. The power of a letter. I'm no Martin Luther King Jr. I'm certainly no Apostle John. But I felt moved recently to write a letter to the American church. Permit my hopefully sanctified imagination to run wild. What would Jesus say today to the church in America if the one standing amidst the seven golden candlesticks spoke to the church of America? What would he say? I believe that he would open with thanks. Thanks for spreading the gospel. Thanks for sending missionaries all over the world. But then I believe Jesus would say something like, I see other things as well, troubling things. You who have the word available to you, do not read it. You do not apply it. You who spread the gospel to distant shores are hesitant to walk across the street with it. You who receive the apostolic message no longer value it. You who build churches and colleges and schools and ministries are pressed to occupy the same. I see how you have insulated yourselves against me. I've knocked again and again, but you you refuse to answer. You turn from me rather than to me. You turn to your own might, your own understanding, your charisma, your talents and abilities, rather than leaning on me. You refuse to come to me. You refuse to rebuild your altar, those Hours of prayer that once burned so brightly amongst you. You claim you are busy, and yet you have time to do what matters to you. You say you are weary and tired. Do you not know I can give you rest? You would rather turn to the experts than turn to me, the author of life. You have hewn out broken cisterns, faulty man-made remedies to problems that can only be resolved by divine supply. If Jesus was to write a letter to the church in America, I think he would say, you think the altar and prayer meeting incapable of addressing the complex needs of a modern world. But Church of America, you're mistaken. 
for I am a present help in the time of need for all generations. I know the end from the beginning. I can resolve all issues. Turn to me. Turn to me in faith and in anticipation. Repent of your waywardness and wandering. Weep bitter tears over your prayerlessness. I will hear your cries. I will turn the nation around. I will hold back the night and restrain the forces of evil. If you will turn to me, I will turn to you. And when I turn to you, you will see America turn around. Call on me. Call on me. You who have been given much, love much. You have received abundance in my hand. Give much. You've been afforded the power to fight the night. Pray much. You have plenteous supply. Fast much. To the Church of America, repent, rebuild, and receive what I have for you. But whatever you do, do it quickly. FDR once said, I doubt if there is a problem, political or economic, that will not melt before the fire of a spiritual awakening. What do I see? I see one final awakening coming to America's shores. I see it coming. I describe it fully in the book on prayer. The full letter to the American church can be found there. But for now, in this moment, what do you see? This pastor, along with many other pastors, we see a final awakening coming to this world. And I want to be a part of it. And I want you to be a part of it. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. The book on prayer is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.